What's up, guys? We are here with another episode of the Fit Dad Club podcast. We were going to get started about 46 seconds ago, but we didn't. We just sat around and talked because today is all about procrastination. Now, that was a really bad dad joke. And it's the Fit Dad Pod Club podcast, guys. So my name is Travis Jones yeah. again. I'm here with Jace. Jace, how are you doing today, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, you know, it's like we've been looking to do this one for a long time, but you know, we just put it off over and over again. It's it's unfortunate, but we did it. Um, but the best way to to fight procrastination is just to put it off. Multiple three dad jokes in a minute for you. You can use them. Uh, they're oldies but goodies. You can. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I, a lot of you out there, I know, um, you're either procrastinating starting your journey procrastinating on the daily, actually doing the things you need to do. So then you go, go don't get them done. Um, yeah. And that's what like we're Like rating the today. podcast. Exactly. You're procrastinating on rating the podcast. Rate the podcast. Rate the podcast, guys. Stop procrastinating Fast on us. that. Um, <laughs> and we're going to uncover why you actually procrastinate today. You know, a fear of failure, perfectionism, like the overwhelm, um, coping mechanisms on, on why we do it as well. So we're going to look at why we actually do procrastinate in the big scheme of things and then also in the minutia. And then we're going to look at how to overcome procrastination. And I think if you can be someone who just does what they said they're going to do and understand the tools that allows you to be successful at that, you'll become consistent. And with consistency breeds results in any aspect of your life. So we're going to get into it, we're going to get into it today. Now, I know you've all procrastinated. I've procrastinated, you've procrastinated. And I think there's a fear of failure that sets in with some people when they start something. They go, I want to lose weight, but they always keep putting it off because subconsciously or consciously, they don't want to fail. They've tried in the past to lose weight, lose 10 kilos, 20 kilos, 30 kilos or whatever it is. And they don't want to fail again. So instead of starting, they just don't start because they can't fail unless they, if, unless they actually get started. So I think a fear of failure is a big thing that stops people from just getting the ball rolling. What do you reckon about that one, Jace? Yeah, I did a video on this recently. For me, it's when it comes to fear of failure, like failure isn't actually the thing that we're afraid of, right? Like we don't actually fear trying something and not succeeding. What we really fear is the judgment, right? We fear the yeah. judgment from our coworkers and our friends and our family being like, oh, yeah, the fucking, there's Tom. He did it again. He started a program and he bailed halfway through. What a fucking useless sack of shit, right? Like that's, that's sorry to all the Toms out there. I don't mean it personally. Uh, I actually got a couple of pretty legit Tom clients. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, that's the issue for most people is they, they're dealing with the judgment. They're dealing with the idea that people are going to think that they're unworthy and that they're crap and that they're, you know, no good. And that's the, that's the actual mental thought process. That's like kind of the process behind the process as to why people don't want to fail because they think that failure is, you know, seen as them being weak or them being not good enough. So when you consider, you know, oh, I don't want to fail or I don't want to, you know, ruin it again or whatever, then you've got, to, and we're obviously going to go into solutions a bit later on, but you've got to consider, well, what is the real thought process behind this? What am I actually worried about? Because just having a go at something and not succeeding is part of life, Right. Like your kids, they get up and walk and then they fall over their ass and then they get up again and they get up again and they get up again. You don't, like my daughter's fallen over and banged her head on the ground and then, um, you know, great, great dad. Um, <laughs> it's fucking unavoidable. Um, she's done that and then like cried for like 20 seconds and then just gotten up and done the exact same bloody thing. And I'm like, 
I mean, look, you, like she did it in the bath. She was standing up in the bath, grabbing onto the metal, um, like the the spout. And she, I was like, you just did this and like looked forward and banged your head. But she, then she just did it again. She didn't see that as failure. She was just like, oh, I hurt myself that time. Okay, I'm going to do it again. And hopefully this time I don't hurt myself. I'm just immediately back into it. But we lose that as we get older. And I think that's the thing that most people struggle with when it comes to failure specifically. I agree, man. I think sometimes it can also be the fear of success. If I do lose weight, do I lose my friends? If I do mm. lose weight, do I, you know, get treated differently by my partner? Um, mm. So I think, yeah, it's it's always about everyone else at the end of the day, and it's never yeah. about us. Um, but that's also why people don't put it out there that they're undertaking a transformation journey, and that's also a big reason why you should, because mm. that social or public accountability over helps you push forward past that procrastination because we go, oh, well, I told people I was going to do this 75 hard thing or whatever it is. And you have to, mm. you, well, you don't have to, but you're more inclined to keep going when there is public peer pressure on the positive side. Yet we don't say anything to anyone that we want to undertake it. So we stop and we procrastinate and then we get peer pressure into doing the opposite, which is drinking the extra beers and, you know, having the pieces on the weekend because people actually don't know you're on a journey. So they treat you like you are right now. You eat anything you want, you drink as much as you can, you don't move too often. So hmm. I think it's overcoming the fear of failure is overcoming your ability to give a fuck about what other people think. I think that is the biggest thing. I think, um, you know, Mark Manson wrote the that for the first book he wrote, The, the Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, hmm. And I thought it was a great, great book. And I think essentially... It comes down to this. Uh, we have one life, right? And we only have so many fucks to give in this life. And most of us spend our life giving a fuck about the wrong stuff and not the mm. right stuff, right? You know, we're worried about what other people think when friends come and go throughout your life. They're not even there for the long term. You know, we're worried about, you know, so much stuff that doesn't matter when really you should give a fuck about your health and mm. your own journey and becoming better and progression. Those one percenters every single day because everything else is somewhat transient. But if you're continuing to just give the right fuck about you and being the best version of you, that's the only thing that matters because then you're better for your family and you're better for your partner and you're better for the next 40 years of your life. So please, mm. You know, if you haven't read that book, I just summarized the book in a, in a 60 second snapshot um, for you. Um, saves you 20 bucks. It saves you 20 bucks right there. Go write the podcast. Um, I think <laughs> with that, like that's the biggest thing with, with fear of failure. Another one is uh, that stops us is like this perfectionism and unrealistic expectations. So hmm. when we look at this, we have a perfectionist mindset. A lot of people do. And even guys, when they get started coaching with me, oh, I need to hit my macronutrients right on point. So I couldn't do it today. So I just, I didn't track today. I have, I'll start tracking next week because I just need, want to make sure I nail my macros perfectly first. That's like, dude, like, you know, 90% or 80% is better than 0%. Like we just need to start moving forward. We can only optimize something that's in motion. So we don't need to be perfect. You know, 80% or 90% of the things you should be doing. Stop eating all the donuts, drink less beer, start moving more often and lift some heavy shit, right? If we do that on a daily basis, you're going to transform your life. It doesn't have to be perfect. 
you know, the perfect program is going to get you worse results that the one that you can't do than the, the unperfect program that you can do daily because adherence mm. is the biggest thing. That's why we look at the perfect diet. Yeah, the perfect diet is probably um, unprocessed foods, making sure you're eating every four hours, the minimum of 30 to 40 grams of protein, uh, making for you, sure you're eating mindfully in a correct environment, uh, making sure it's organic, um, <laughs> like hitting all your micronutrients, like making sure you're cooking it there, um, not putting it in a plastic container. Um, <laughs> no one else can be around Balance, you. Yeah, you've got yeah. three <laughs> serves of oily fish throughout the week and you're yeah. balancing your red meat intake with your other protein intake right. and all the other different kinds. Exactly, but like that's perfect. But but perfect isn't part of a dad's life. But a dad's life is messy, right? It, it yeah. is at the end of the day, and you have to be okay with messy. So it's going well. You know what? Like that reheated breakfast or the overnight oats, or that tastes a little bit soggy, but they're okay, and they give me you know a little bit of happiness. Or having you know the shake because I'm in a rush in the morning. I know it's it's not going to fill me up as much, but it's okay for right now. Or having the, the uh, muscle meals in the fridge and I just have to heat that back up. I know it's not fresh, but it's getting me to hit my goals. So I think sometimes we have to look at, it's not going to be perfect. Oh, I couldn't do my lap pull. I couldn't do my workout today because someone was sitting on the lap pull down for too long. So I just went home. So well, could you do another back exercise? Like that's okay. Just do something different because we, we want to be perfect. And because we can't be perfect, we do nothing. And we have to understand that something is always better than nothing. What do you reckon, mate? Hmm. It's physically, especially with macros, right? Macros is the big one because that's the nutritional <laughs> intake. It's got targetable numbers that people can hit. You Like if you want to go down the fucking rabbit hole, you're, you're unless you're weighing to the gram everything you're eating, unless you know in that exact packet that the amount, you know, unless you take a calorometer and you do the thing where you fucking, how they measure calories is they like physically burn it and they see the amount of energy that was like used up by burning it. That's like, that's, it's a, it's like a, a unit of heat energy essentially because you do burn calories like within our body. It's kind of the, the way it works. Unless you're doing that to every single food that you're eating and you're getting a sample, oh, this muscle meal has exactly 35 grams of chicken as opposed to the 50 grams of chicken there. And then you're adjusting like, you're never going to get fucking perfect. Like the, there's like a 20% variance in the label itself, given what's in the packet. There's a, a variance in how your body's going to absorb it on any given day based on the amount of shit. Like once you embrace the idea that it is fucking impossible to get perfect, near enough is good enough. Near Like your, your body doesn't know, oh, I received 1,850 calories instead of 1,800. That's no fat loss for you today, mate. Like, no. It just it is impossible, but I think perfectionism again. It's a um, it's like a symptom of this idea of what what happens if I do it and it's not perfect and I don't get the result and I fail, right? Like it's like I've got to do it perfect, otherwise it won't work. Um, like most people who are do, who are trying to do things perfect think that they need to do it exactly, otherwise they're not going to get the result, or otherwise it's not going to work, or otherwise they're going to beat themselves up because they failed, and that's their their idea of failure is not doing it perfectly and not absolutely nailing it. Um, so it's like another projection of what if I don't do it good enough, I'm not going to get the result. People are going to laugh at me. My coach is going to tell me I have to do better. I'm going to feel judged. Oh, it's like the teacher telling me, you know, it, it, this is from for all the kids, all the all the the guys who had they they got 99% on a test and their dad was oh where's the other 1%, right? <laughs> if you're if if you're that dad, 
fucking stop it first of all from a child who had that shit um because it makes you beat yourself up and then be like well nothing i ever do is fucking good enough for you you might think it's oh it's a funny dad joke um but it's not right but that's the sort of shit that sits in us so yeah this is this is jason's therapy podcast <laughs> um, but, mate, mate, at least, least yeah. you had a dad mate come on yeah, yeah. hey there we, there we go exactly exactly see it's all about context and, and it's, it's gratitude right all about gratitude for what we do have but um but that's the kind of shit that sits in your head and think oh if, if what if anything i do is never good enough that's the mentality that goes through when you're trying to do things perfect so remind yourself that there's never ever ever going to be a time that you're going to get perfect um perfect is a verb right it's like to perfect your goal is to perfect it over time it's about getting started and nailing it in and dialing it in over time to be the perfect diet for you right that's the the mentality that i want guys to take away from this make it the perfect diet for you and the perfect intake for you right rather than the overarching perfect diet for fucking that billionaire dude who has spends like a million dollars a day on his fucking anti-aging bullshit right have you seen the that guy yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't Stop remember trying that. to be him. You don't have the fucking. You don't fucking remember the. Re- you don't have the resources for it. Yeah, so find yeah. find your perfect. I exactly. think that's like the mentality. So you can still kind of tickle that mm. perfectionist itch. It's like, what is my perfect? My perfect is fucking. You know, hitting some protein every couple of hours. Getting my. You know my um. What do you call it? My, my movement in getting my getting three weight training sessions in a week. That's my perfect. Anything more than that is fucking super saiyan extra perfect. Yeah, exactly. I think I always tell my guys, right? Like even when we look at the workouts, like your perfect is what's your minimum performance standards? And that's, that's our perfect for the week. Anything above that, then you did above and beyond. So perfect is mm. essentially, you know, just outside their comfort zone. They're pushing to achieve it. And then if they go past that, it's like, if you're perfect, you reckon you can get three workouts in this week? Yeah, I'll fit it in. Okay, anything above three, you went above and beyond. So not only do they feel good from it, they feel even better because it's not like, okay, what's your stretch stretch goal this week? Can you get five and they get four? And they're like, ah, I missed it. I think mm. we need to close the gap. What's the minimal performance standards for us for the week? Let's achieve that. And if you then once achieve it, you actually feel good, you probably want to do more. I think that's a big thing that we'll talk about after the fact. Um, I always say, I think I like the the statement, um, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. I think mm. we, we just have to always remember that, like imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. I think another mm. thing that stops people is this analysis by paralysis. So they get overwhelmed uh, and overwhelmed together with what what diet should I do though? Uh, this does come into per- per- perfectionism as well, but it's like, what diet should I do? Should I do keto? Should I do the man shake? Do I, should I do the low carb? Oh, my mate Jimmy's doing, you know, some other diet. Maybe I should follow his. Or oh, I got told about intermittent fasting. Oh, this guy's doing rest pause sets over there when he's working out. Should I be incorporating that? So instead of actually getting started, we start trying to analyze everything. And I've, I've seen people like interview like 15 personal trainers over because I worked in big box gyms for like nearly you know, 15 years. They would interview trainer after trainer after trainer. It's been like a month before they even got started with their trainer. It's like, dude, you could be five kilos down. And you were just trying to add, you were just going down and down this rabbit hole um, of what is the best trainer for me. Well, the best trainer for you is the one that gets started today. And then if you find out as you're getting started, it's not right, well, cut ties and find the next trainer. But you need to start acting first and then you start again evolving and optimizing by sitting there just trying to analyze everything. All you're going to do is just be overwhelmed and then 
be clueless. Like, you know, we talked about being in flow and being anxiety or boredom in, a, in another podcast, but you're going to have that anxiety sort of build up in you and then it just leads to procrastination. So guys, you need to take action. You need to just start moving. You need to set a plan in place and we'll do that. Uh, talk about that in a bit as well. Um, but another thing that stops us, a big thing that stops us on the day-to-day procrastination is instant gratification instant gratification versus long term okay and being able to delay that gratification and focusing on the long term goal or the bigger um, picture you know our instant gratification as far as um, you know pressing snooze on the alarm not saying no to the donut that you got given not saying no to your friends giving you an extra couple of beers at night time not saying no to walking past the kids chicken nuggets and sneaking a couple in your mouth like there's instant gratification after instant gratification all day long and we keep falling short because we can't delay and focus on the bigger picture and to be honest that's the, that is the Biggest thing that holds everyone back in society. It's it's actually just delaying the gratification and reminding them of the long-term result. And if you just did that, everything would happen for you. Um, Jace, what do you reckon about that? It's not even that much of a delayed gratification as well. Like for, in the example of a workout, like I don't know anyone who's like gotten up, worked out in the morning, had a shower, gotten ready and not been like, I feel fucking great for that. Like, unless you injured yourself in the workout, right? Like it's, I don't know anyone who would do that in the morning and then come back and be like, no, I felt like shit. I don't want to do that ever again. It is not that much of a delay. It's just, a, it's like a 45 minute to an hour delay in gratification. And you like, it, it, it baffles me because you press snooze and you sleep, sleep in for an extra 45 minutes, half an hour to 45 minutes. You feel like shit most of the time if you've woken up and then because you get about like a third to halfway through a sleep cycle uh Mm. then you wake up you feel groggy you feel like oh shit you know you were in the middle of like the deep rest and then it like your alarm woke you up because then you had to get up and get your ass together and go to work whereas you could have been up doing something come back had a shower be ready to start an attack of the day right this is why we talk about you know dads who get fit get paid more because usually you know they they rock up to work with that with energy rather than a coffee and a frown and they take an hour to get going and get more productive but it's it's not that much of a delay but people are still yeah they want to press one more episode on netflix they want to have the little the little dessert brownie with their partner and go oh, i'm going to grab something from the fridge do you want the other half oh yeah sure i'll have the other half and then you know all of these little things that don't actually make you feel that good but they're accessible it's this little um we, we talked about it before dopamine without effort right mm-hmm. these little bits of dope and where you we're so into it like with the the phones and tiktok and instagram reels and shit like that where people is like if i'm not entertained within the first five seconds i'm swiping away to the next one till i can find something that you know that is you know hooks me in basically so it's um yeah it it is an issue with society as a whole at the moment i mean at the same time you know people have been saying this about all kinds of new technologies oh the newspaper is reading and the newspaper is going to ruin kids brains or the radio is going to you know they can't pay attention to more than two things at once it's like it's it's been going on for for a long time but um if you can you know remind yourself of what's over that 45 minute to an hour hump right that that small choice that you can then feel good about afterwards you can and and you really allow yourself to feel good for making that choice 
then it makes it easier and easier every time to make that choice to pick the better option to um you know to to do the workout to eat the salad to say no to the donut you feel good about yourself and um you know the, the gratification isn't actually that far away yeah i think this is when we look at it this is instant gratification and your ability to delay that and also the role of self-efficacy. I think they roll in together and that's the ability, mm. your self-belief, your, your, your ability to believe that you can follow through with your word. Because the more we fall prey to self-gratification, the more self-doubt that we have, right? So this instant gratification and self-doubt actually get linked very much together. Because you go, oh, I can't say that the donuts. Oh, I can't not press snooze. And then you just start to think, we start to look at the macro because that's the micro. And then the macro version of that is, I can't hit a workout plan. I can't follow a diet. I can't change my life. And we start to like expand into that because the more of these micro um, hiccups that we have, the larger the self-belief, self-doubt conundrum happens. And we feel like, well, I you become helpless, right? And it's like that learned helplessness, helplessness over time. So every single time, that you do perform the task, that is a vote in the self-efficacy. It's that belief that we can follow through and we can uh, change our life. And we have a power of agency, a power of control over the direction that we're going. So we have to think if you are going to get up and um, pressing snooze has been a problem. So you have to identify these triggers. Uh, is pressing snooze a problem for you? Then you need to you know, get up and soon, like create a plan, like put your phone in the other room, alarm goes off, gets you out of bed. And then, you know, you splash some cold water on your face or do whatever you need to do um, just to snap you out of that sort of sleeping mindset. And then you have to, you need to reaffirm. And, and we did talk about this before as well. It's like, you have to say like, just like me, like it's just mm -hmm. like me, someone who gets up and gets it done, who doesn't press snooze. Because that is and your what you're doing is you're ingraining into your subconscious mind. Yeah, it is just like me, someone who actually does the work, who follows through with his word. And the more you do that, the more it becomes easier, as Jay said. But the more hope you have, right? Hmm. The more self belief and more hope. And hope is what we want, right? We all want hope because you know to have goals is to have hope that you're going to achieve them. And they sort of those are interlinked. And some people think hope is a wishy-washy word, but I think um, hope is probably the most powerful um, word that we need in the English language because we all hope that our kids um, have great lives. We hope that you know, our relationship gets closer. We hope that you know we live on this planet for as long as we can. All that is just hope. But then when we look at hope, um, that becomes more, we, we have a more powerful level of hope when we have a more powerful level of self-belief. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I think we have to, and we only have a more powerful level of self-belief when we start to ingrain these micro commitments to ourself. And mm -hmm. you know, that means we can move away from self-doubt. So I think when we're looking at this, we have to accomplish tasks. We have to recognize and affirm to ourselves once we've done those tasks as we're trying to change them and they just need to be small to start with and i think that's that's a big thing also when we're looking at procrastinating i think some of us procrastinate based on like a a coping mechanism or an, avo an emotional avoidance um technique right it's because you know we we are procrastinating because we feel bad 
um, we're procrastinating as far as eating the right food or going to the workout because we're in a low state because of our emotional state at the time being, um, or it's a coping mechanism to dealing with something that's going off on in our life. So by, by not doing the best version of us, we're coping by following through with things, some things that make us feel good right now. So I think you have to understand why. So it's asking yourself better quality questions will give you better quality answers. Like, why am I pressing snooze? Oh, because I want another 40 minutes sleep. Well, why do you want another 40 minutes sleep? Because I'm tired in the morning. Well, why are you tired in the morning? Oh, because I go to bed at 11 o'clock at night. Why do you go to bed at 11 o'clock at night? Oh, because I watch three episodes of Netflix. Why do you watch three episodes of Netflix? I don't know. And the, the, like, we have to keep asking why until you get to the actual reason. And if you keep watching, and if you can ask again, well, well, if I had to know, why would that be? Um, because I just want to zone out. Like I want to zone out at nighttime. Well, why do you want to zone out at nighttime? Because I hate my fucking job. Okay. Well, we got to the crux of it, right? We're, we're, we're delaying. We don't want to wake up the next morning because we don't want to go to work tomorrow because we hate our job. So instead we're trying to string out the day as long as we possibly can at nighttime because you're trying to stay awake and watch Netflix because if you stay awake an extra hour, it means you don't have to go to sleep because you know as soon as you go to sleep, you're going to wake up and you're going to have to go to that shitty ass job that you don't want to go to because Janice is a bitch, right? And you know, so you go, okay, well, the crux of this is I need to change my job. And for anyone out there is like, oh, but dude, like, you know, jobs, the jobs aren't hard to come by, right? I live in Tasmania. We're in a skill shortage right now. You can yeah, exactly. get paid 100 grand, go live in Broome as a barista. Mate, like down here, I live in down in the Huron Valley. There's in the salmon farms, like people are making a hundred K plus very with no skill set, right? After six months, they're on a hundred thousand dollar, like, and they're working on the fish farms with the salmon. You probably get a free salmon every single week as well. It definitely helps with your good fats, with your diet. Um, just a plus. <laughs> yeah, bonus, no excuse. <laughs> no excuses. And like there's, they're asking for people to work there all the time. Hmm. Right. So, yeah. you know, guys, if you don't enjoy your job, again, there's a fear about, can I get another one? Like, go look, right. Move states, move cities. Like th there's no reason you should be waking up for 40 years, hating what you do. There was absolutely no reason. Should be a reason hmm. you wake up for one year, hating what you do. You want to wake up and some days aren't as like they aren't A pluses. Maybe they're B minuses. Right. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like if you wake up and you enjoy the fact of what you're doing and your fulfilling role, a part of the company that you work within um, or the company that you run. I think that's the main thing. That, that's all we want. But if we can get to the crux about why you're feeling like shit, we can then actually take away that trigger. And if that is finding mm. a new job, then it's finding a new job. But you have to, most people don't ask why. And I think that's the problem. Or, or they ask why once. And then mm. that's also the problem because they never actually, they're putting a Band-Aid over the gaping wound that will continue to bleed for the next 20 years because you didn't change your job. And then you wake up one day overweight, depressed, and you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done with my life? I was like, dude, you went to a job that destroyed your soul. Um, so that is another thing for procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. and the, that um, sort of brings into identifying triggers, mate. I think um, especially because another trigger and one that I was thinking of just then as well is some people, this is like a super duper unconscious thing, will sabotage themselves on purpose because it suits their narrative 
of their life. Um, and for some people, there's like, I'm a, you know, I'm an Aussie battler, right? We've all heard that terminology before, you know, fucking what we haven't had a war for a long time. Who the fuck are you fighting? Right. The emus, you're not like, you don't have to call yourself a battler, but the, the idea, if you call yourself an Aussie battler, right. You, you, that is inherently like unconsciously bringing to you battles to fight because that's Mm. who you are. So you manifest, right? And it depends on how woo-woo you are, but you manifest and you look for these things because like if you just say, you know, nothing ever goes right for me, you're always going to look for the shit that doesn't go right for you, right? Like I have a, um, I have a very different outlook. I have an outlook that things always just kind of work out for me. It's, uh, it's crazy how well they work out for me. I set my intention on marrying my wife. I married my wife. It was great, right? I was like, I'm going to get abs. I got abs. That one took a bit more work than, uh, than the other ones did. Trust me. Uh, we listen to last week's episode if you want to know about getting abs. But um, if you have the attitude and the idea and the, th- the thought process, right, and this sort of underlying trigger of, no, this, like this is who I am or this is how life is for me, like I have a hard life, it's always been a hard life, then you're going to look for shit that justifies that because your brain doesn't like to be wrong. This is a this is a, a test you can do. If your wife asks you, you know, oh, where's the Vegemite? And before you even go to the fucking cupboard, you are saying to yourself, oh, I don't know. I have no idea what the Vegemite is. Why would she ask me where the Vegemite is? I don't use the Vegemite. I'm a peanut butter man through and through. And, um, you know, you go to the cupboard, you're going to look around, you're going to be like, yep, see, not there. I have no idea where it is. And she's going to come up. She's going to pull it. It looks like she pulled it out of thin air. She's going to show you. And you'll be like, where the fuck was that? Right? It's called, a, it's a literally called a mental blind spot, called a scotoma. It blacks it out because your brain doesn't want you to be wrong. Your brain doesn't want you to uh, think one thing about yourself or about the way the world is and then have the evidence be opposite to that. It's, it's a legitimate brain thing right? It's very scientific. But the the issue there is that if you have beliefs around yourself and around your life that this is the way that life is, or this is the way that life is for me, you're going to find those things. We've talked about your reticulator, your reticulator activating system before, where you will, the more awareness you give to something, the more of it you will find. If you look for, if you think about excuses and you want to find excuses, you can find excuses, right? If you're looking for ways to succeed, you will find ways to succeed. It all depends on your scope of what you think about yourself. So, you know, if, yeah, you're going to wake up and say, oh, I'm the, I'm just not the person who can get up early and do this. Like, oh, then you're going to find reasons not to get out of bed, right? These are, these little triggers are things we need to be aware of and they come they come, the, the essentially trigger recognition comes in looking at stimulus, right? We've talked about stimulus response before, but it's like, what is the stimulus? And the stimulus is always something you hear, something you see, something you smell for some people, right? KFC, you know, some people can't resist flame grilled burgers and Hungry Jacks, right? Like the, the, there's stimuluses for that. There's a stimulus in uh, emotions and then also self-talk. So for you, and, and also taste, but it's a lot less like, you know, you're not going to wake up and like, you know, lick a piece of celery and be like, oh yeah, I'm healthy, right? Like it's a pretty fucking direct trigger. Um, or you taste a healthy food and you're like, oh, this tastes like shit. And then you throw it all out the window. But that is the trigger. So the trigger is going to be something. So it might be you hear your alarm and then there's also like subsequent steps to you deciding to procrastinate, right? This is called a pattern in uh, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic program, the thing I used to teach. So when you have a pattern or, a, or a, like essentially a strategy that you're running, we all have strategies for everything we do in life. There's a couple of triggers for it and there's a couple, a bit of a pattern to it. So for, you might hear your alarm clock and then you might say something to yourself in your own mind. You might have a mental thought pattern, right? For most of you, it's probably not time to crush the day, right? 
Time to get shit done. Fucking uh, Autobots roll out. I don't know. Whatever whatever catchphrase you want to have. Honestly, um, like, I think if you, if you had that catchphrase, <laughs> Autobots roll out. If that was the first thing, please call, yeah. comment on our YouTube because if that's oh. your first thing you think about, I want to I want to buy you a beer or or a yeah. muscle man. I want yeah, yeah. to meet you. I'll buy buy a protein shake. Uh, that's that's I mean that would get you going if you had Optimus Prime every morning. <laughs> Autobots roll out and just fucking do it, man. Like um, you know, it's whatever whatever it is for you. But most of us are thinking, oh fuck. You know, they then you you might feel something, right? Whether it's like, a, oh, my lower back's a bit sore, or you know, I feel a bit tired, and then you go into the mental self talk of, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I can do it tomorrow. What did Trav say? Never miss three days in a row. Oh, I guess I can make it four. Um, no, he didn't say that. You fuckhead. You know what he said. Um, but <laughs> never, the, miss, that, never miss two days. <laughs> never miss two days. Right? You get one. You get one sleep in, and then the next That's day you're it. into it. But you've got to identify what is the initial trigger. So you get the, um, you know, you have the alarm clock, right? Obviously that's going to go, maybe you need to change your alarm to a different sound, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's less, and I do this all the time where you, if you change your alarm to a different sound, I used to have it where it would be the radio. Um, so you never knew what it was going to be. It was a different alarm every morning. Problem is it was on, sometimes it was like heavy metal. Uh, so it was, it was a hardcore way to wake up. But having... And I having this all comes down to having reflection and having the ability to pause and actually fucking look inside and go, what is the pattern that I'm running? The alarm goes off. I say to myself, oh, I can't be bothered, right? So then you've got to take conscious control of your triggers and of your patterns. And that's what this kind of next part of the podcast is all going to be about is taking charge of the triggers that cause you to procrastinate and cause you to put things off because you don't just procrastinate and do nothing, right? No one procrastinates by sitting perfectly still right? Unless you're a monk and then you're, you're like, good on you. You're already pretty fucking self-aware, but, but you're no also one not procrastinates. procrastinating. If yeah, you're a exactly. You want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You're already doing it. You're, you're already super mindful and fucking empty. It's great. But no one procrastinates by just sitting still, right? You procrastinate by pressing snooze and sleeping in or hitting Netflix or, um, you know, sitting down or scrolling your phone, right? Um, a lot of guys would be so much better if they got up straight up out of bed rather than getting their phone, scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through Reels, scrolling through whatever, um, liking big booty Instagram pics. Your wife can see that you're doing that, by the way, so you should probably stop. But that's what most people do. So you've got to decide a different course of action and you've got to take conscious control of a different course of action. And that starts with identifying what's the trigger, right? Again, it might be sitting down after after work, right? So don't give yourself the opportunity to sit down, drive straight to the gym from work. That's got to be the option. Or here, like having a certain mental self-talk in the morning when you wake up, you've got to then take control and because you do control what you say in your own mind and you've got to give yourself something that works. You've got to see if you have something that gets you up out of bed, that gets you started, that gets you moving in the direction of what you want to do. So you've got to identify what is the trigger for you to procrastinate and put shit off. And then as a result of that, what instead, what do you want to do instead? What is the desired behavior we used to call it, right? So that is as far as like triggers and identifying the triggers, that's going to be it. There are going to be times, like Trav said, where you've got to go a bit deeper. It's like, all right, well, I'm feeling tired. I say this to myself, well, why do I say that to myself? Why do I feel this way in the morning? And you can sort of unpack that and go through that deeper and deeper. But that's kind of the the work you need to do if you're not able to be consistent with this stuff. Mate, I completely agree. I think the overarching belief in oneself is probably the biggest thing. Um, As you Mm. said, like our our overarching internal dialogue, um, I was fortunate enough to do personal development earlier on in my life, like a lot of personal development, similar to yourself, Chase. Um, It doesn't mean I've been able to own every aspect of my life all the time, 
but uh, especially in my 30s, like you know, I'm 39 now, um, it was my birthday last week, um, and moving into my 40s next year, I think my 30s has been a very great decade as far as my evolution of being able to control the direction of my life. Um, and I think my 20s was, yeah, I was hustling and I was making good money and I was in control 60% of the time, but I wasn't completely consciously aware of my internal dialogue then right it was just mm. more so let's just grind 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 um but it was some small parts but i think if we look at it my 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 always overarching thought pattern is life happens for me not to me um mm. and that is my overarching belief and i was a tony robbins thing i learned um doesn't matter if you're walking through shit right now it doesn't matter if you're about to tra start a transformation journey and you've hurt your ankle right? You still start your transformation journey, right? I've had people that started, oh, I can't start now with the, with the coaching because I've hurt my ankle. It's like, dude, your ankle doesn't, you don't eat with your toes. Like, you're like just, unless you're kinky like, as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just don't. Um, it's, so, man, this is crazy. I've got a client, yeah. um, sorry to interrupt, but I've got a client who's got one leg so and he's already lost about Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, his name's okay. Phil. Shout out to Phil. He's got he's got one leg, and he's um absolutely fucking crushing it. He um you know he has a, a, a exercise physio that he works with, but he mm. um he's already got like he's got like six kilos down since we started about three weeks ago, right? Mm. Like this is like I've, I've got clients with partial paralysis from the waist down, like who yeah legitimately can't do some stuff. That's not a fucking excuse. Dude, I know, I, I, like one of my boys I had last year that I coached, over 16 weeks, I think he dropped about 12 kilos. He had one leg at the same time, in, like he was from the knee down. So at the mm. same time, he was doing some walking, but then like the, the, um, the prosthetic, the prosthetic. there we go. Thanks, Jace, for that. The prosthetic that was on the back bottom of his leg started rubbing on his knee, so then he got an infection, so then he couldn't do that. So he's like, oh, what can we do? And then we're like hopping on the bike, and he was riding with one leg on a bike. Like he, he just had this belief that he was like, it's just an obstacle. Like, mm. I, I, you know, I lost my leg, and I kept living life. Like this is only fat loss. <laughs> like, um, so it's like the, I've got the, less fat to lose because I've only got one leg. Yeah, exactly. The perception is different. And I feel like when something's taken away from you, from what I've seen, um, then we have the ability to overcome these minor obstacles much easier because we can't catastrophize, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. we, we, everything else just seems easier. Oh, okay. Well, I've got now my legs sore. Okay. What do I do? It's just like, I just keep going. Whereas, you know, everyone who has everything, I was like, I hurt my ribs. I can't train for the next month. It's like, I, so I can't do this transformation thing. It's like, dude, you've just hurt your ribs. Like you're still going to be eating. You can still walk. Um, and we can still probably lose five kilos of fat by just doing those two things. Probably won't gain some lean muscle mass, but we can definitely lose the fat mass. And I think when we look at that, it, again, that comes down to internal dialogue, right? So, you know, when we look at it, it's like life happens for me, not to me. And I know some people are probably walking through shit right now. Um, you could be divorced. Um, your partner could have cheated on you. Something could be happening with your kids. Um, you could have lost your job. But if we start to go into this, like, why is this happening? This always happens to me. I can never get ahead. Um, again, the Aussie battler sort of mentality, then yeah, that is going to be your story. And you will constantly have people that cheat on you. You'll constantly go, go through losing your job and saying, getting a, a worse one, or oh, I can only get this type of job, ones that I hate. 
then you'll always get jobs that you hate. When for me, and again, like I'm not perfect guys, like I've gained weight in the past and I've lost weight. I haven't been perfect my whole life. You know, we are human beings. Okay. So with that requires like trials and tribulations, your own hero's journey. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm living mine at the moment. And then, you know, we want to guide other people to live their hero's journey. So, you know, I wanted to play rugby league earlier in my, my life and I had me ninja cockle. I flatlined a bunch of times. I tried to come back and I broke my neck. And I was like, okay, well, that's not the direction. Well, life's happening for me, not like life's happening for me, not to me. So it shifted me towards like actually being a coach and then I could change people's lives. And then, you know, I, then I've been engaged twice before I was married to live. And it's like, okay, why are these two girls cheating? And both of them did. It's like, why is this happening? And it's like, well, I know that they weren't the right one. So it, like life was steering me into in, the right direction. Like, and I've met the love of my life with my kids. Like it's, it's all happens for a reason. I started these gyms. I built this $10 million company. I had hundreds of staff. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and like a, a bunch of, you know, cascading events. I lost it all. And I'm like, I'm not sitting in the corner. I'm like, okay, well, life's happening for me. It's pushing me somewhere. And we moved into online coaching so we can transform thousands of dads because I love connecting with other dads. It's like, okay, it's happening for me. I can be more remote. I can be with my kids more often. This is what mm. life was trying to show me right now. So like every single like punch in the face was literally just a punch in the face by life to shift me in the direction I was supposed to be going. Now, if I thought it was a punch in the face trying to keep me down then i'd be sitting in the corner like dwelling on a football career never had probably never meeting my my wife you know and putting up with a, a you know a wife that was cheating on me instead of breaking up with them um in a job that i hated right but it's like no i, I didn't want to dwell on anything i just knew that life was simply steering me in the right direction so for all of us out there you know this the overarching principle in your mind needs to be that life is happening for you not to you and that will help you have clarity of not just feeling down because when we're feeling down that is when we're going to procrastinate the most because we just want to avoid anything and then we get to the what's the point kind of attitude what's the point of even doing this I know it's not going to turn out right anyway. And if that's your mindset, well, that's, that's what it is. Like you need to work on your mental well-being, and then, mm. and your self, your self talk, and then we can actually change. So I think for us, you know, there was a fear of failure. There was a perfectionism. There was this, um, you know, anal analysis by this paralysis. We had instant gratification versus long-term. We had looking at coping mechanisms, the role of uh, the power of agency, the control and self-belief in your life, um, identifying some triggers, and we'll talk about them in a bit more, and the procrastination patterns around those triggers, uh, addressing a bit of overwhelm, and understanding that we need a better self-dialogue and better overarching principle for our life to overcome procrastination as well. So, Jace, I think that was that's the main things I believe and probably you believe that handle procrastination. Is that what you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. The um the there's a book that I really like, which I'll again I'll summarize it for you in two seconds. Um save you save you another 20 bucks, go rate the podcast. Um it's the five second rule by Mel Robbins. And essentially, mm. this is what we were talking about before, which is taking charge of your mental self-talk. And it's 
it's something that I've used a couple of times. Like I remember we, I went to Bali once on a retreat and um, there was like a, a huge like bungee swing that you could go down. You had to like hold on, like you were still strapped in and everything was safe, well, as safe as Bali standards are. And, you know, you swing down and then you got to like catch onto like a big rope wall on the other side. And I was like, fuck, it's like, you know, 10 meters high. When there's no, it's not like water below. It's like ground. You're still like, holy shit, this is a, big drop i'll break my legs if i drop down now um and i can only train up a body and get swole you know life's happening for me so i get a beast chest um but to do the swing i had to legit this is this is the concept of the five second rule you count down you go five four three two one and then you do it and it's it's just like you do with your kids right it's like you know they're they're going to jump off the diving board or do something you know for the first time all right ready three two one go like you count them in because it's it gives you a jumping off point and gives you a decision point to make um, where I think there was like a study done where there was people jump that were going to go jump off a like do cliff diving. I think it was in um, Croatia. I think this might have been at one of your events, Trav, uh, yeah. where it's like the people, the people who counted down and then didn't jump were never going to jump. Mm. They were never going to do it when they counted themselves in and then didn't do it. They were never going to go. They spent too much time talking themselves out of it. But if you get there and you just go straight into it, and like exactly, the alarm goes off. You go five, four, three, two, one, go. Right. You give yourself a non-negotiable. You don't give your mind room to wiggle in with that bullshit negative self-talk. You give your mind the ability to go. Nope. Five, four, three, two. Like, oh yeah, I should go to the gym soon. You know, rather, oh, I'll wait till it's eleven uh, fifteen, and then I'll go. Oh, it's. I looked and it was eleven sixteen, so I got to wait till eleven thirty now. No, you fucking don't. You go. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go to the gym. All right. Um, turn the podcast off. Go to the gym. Keep the podcast on. Go to the gym. Put it in your headphones. Go to the gym. Um, go, to the, go to the fucking gym. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the the principle of the book, and this is where it comes yeah. to taking charge of that self talk to really like funnel your thoughts on something because if you don't if you're just like oh i wonder what i'm going to think about no you you got to take conscious control of your thought funnel it towards something positive and that five second rule is a really really um positive way to do that yeah because i think what she was talking about in that book as well it, it shortcuts the circuitry in the brain because mm. we can't think of not doing we can't think of something else as we're counting down from five four three two one i've tried it m- many times i can't count down and think about why i want to sleep in like I, you can't do the two things. I don't know if that's because I'm a male. If any females are listening to me, let me know. Um, <laughs> but I can't think of counting down and something of why I want to do it. So it's like it short circuits the um, chimp brain um, that we have, which is why we want to have that, you know, essentially sleep in instant gratification. And we've we've committed to a five, four, three, two, one. Then we just like she talked about. It's like getting. She got out of bed like a rocket ship, right? She's like pretend she's rocket ship. Bang out of bed. Like get it going and. Also, I think when my alarm goes off in the morning and I've rehearsed this and I don't say Autobots roll out, I'm going to start that. Let's see how that goes tomorrow. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, I think that's I'm awesome. a weightlifting robot. That's what I do. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I, I literally just like, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited. I get to not, I spend another day being me. Um, mm. We're not promised to wake up, guys. If your alarm goes off, that should be a celebration. You didn't die last night. Good work. Let's go again. Um, because, mate, there's a lot of people that don't wake up every single day and you weren't one of them if you're listening, listening to this podcast. Um, so I think we need to have more of a gratitude in the morning uh, mm. and that will allow us to get up faster. But again, it's, it's setting intentions and it's actually focusing on things. <clears throat> Some people don't have goals because they don't like setting goals. I think that's mm. probably the biggest reason you procrastinate. 
If you don't have goals, you're just walking. And we talked about, it's like, if you're at the bottom of a mountain and your goal is you putting that flag on top of the mountain, right? And that flag on top of the mountain for you could be 20 kilo weight loss. Okay. It could be that. It could be getting abs. It could be that. Um, it could be anything you want, running a marathon under three hours. I, I don't care what your, your flag is. It's mm. your flag, right? No one's here to judge your flag because it's yours. But if you don't have a flag that you're going to put on top of the mountain, all you're doing is like, ah, I'm just going to train. And you're, you're aimlessly walking around a mountain, lost, right? And that's when people actually have to call for help. Like, I'm lost. I don't, I need help. I need someone to come and get me. So if you don't have a, a place you're going towards, which is your goal, and then a plan on how to get to your goal, you're going to procrastinate all the time because you're going nowhere because you weren't brave enough to set a goal that was going to motivate you to actually get the job done. I think that's why we want big, powerful goals that are somewhat outside our comfort zone to, that cause us to grow and become a better version of us. And then also we, so it needs to be specific. Oh, I want to lose weight. It's like, dude, how much weight do you want to lose? And again, when we get guys on the course, like we talked to them at the start and it's like, they're afraid sometimes of saying, yeah, I want to lose 15 kilos. Like, oh, I don't know. Five kilos would be okay. I guess it's like, what, what are you guessing? Like it's your fucking life. Like, like it's not a guess. It's like, when were you the most happiest? I was the most happiest. And I felt fantastic 15 kilos later. Right, then then let's do that because I want you to be the happiest. I don't want you to be somewhat happy or okay or somewhat okay. It's like, let's fucking strive for excellent and get you to feeling excellent because you have one life. So let's set that goal of you feeling fucking on fire, right? I think that's the goal you need. It's like, if I hit that, I'm going to feel fucking on fire. Okay, well, let's do that because life is too short not to feel that. Um, so we set these really good goals. It's like, okay, cool. Let's set benchmarks every 30 days or every 14 days, benchmark, benchmark, benchmark. And then all we have to do is go, okay, well now we have a long goal as far as where I'm placing the flag that really lights me up inside. We have benchmarks to let me know I'm on track to getting towards those goals. And then I have daily, what is my daily work that will help me hit my benchmark in the next 14 days to know I'm on track to putting my flag on top of the mountain, right? And this is all it is. And that, that's how we overcome, um, one, step one of overcoming procrastination is a big goal, benchmarks, daily to-do list. And, and that is the biggest framework I can give you in specificity of goal setting. If your big goal is somewhat lose five kilos to somewhat feel okay, you're not gonna fucking do it and you're gonna procrastinate for the rest of your life because it doesn't fire you up. The goal has to fire you up on inside. Mm. You gotta have a time frame as well because mm. this is the issue that people have with you know assignments and shit at uni and school. You know, if you're like me, I was a big procrastinator because I could get it done at the last minute and it would be fine um, and I could cram it all in. But this isn't work that you can just cram in in one, one night. You can't do fucking five workouts in one night and say you've done, I mean, you could, but it's not going to be very effective, right? You can't, um, you can't uneat the thousands of calories that you overate during the week. Um, it, it, yeah, just good luck, right? Unless you're running a marathon and a half over two days. 
it's it's just not possible. So you've got to have, as Travis saying, those little frequent check-in points with yourself. Be like, all right, I've got a milestone to work towards and look forward to. 14 days isn't that far away. So I can't really fuck around too long. Like you can't muck around. You might muck around for a day or two. Then you're like, oh shit, you know, that I've got to be checking in track. in two weeks. If I want to be on track, I've got to do it. And this is where accountability comes in. This is where having accountability from a coach is is crucial because then you've got someone else to report to. And then when you're not initially doing it for yourself in those first stages, you're doing it to like, oh, I've got to do this to make my coach happy because otherwise they're going to be like, oh, how come you didn't get it done? I don't want to have to deal with that. That's a good way to get started. It's a good way to get your your ass off the couch is like, oh, fucking, you know, having someone that's going to send you a message be like, hey, how come you haven't done your training? How come you haven't tracked your food? Having that accountability in there is going to get you off and having those little benchmarks along the way is going to give you something to look forward to. That's not like, oh, it's all the way up at the end of the mountain. I'm never going to get to 30 kilos. Like, well, you don't need to get to 30 kilos. You need to get to two weeks where we're looking to lose two to three kilos and we'll go from there. Exactly, mate. I think, so we have our small benchmarks because and we have our small benchmarks on a fortnightly basis, which allows us to then manipulate the plan if we're off track, right? And that's the other reason. We have accountability with yourself or with someone else or someone that's going to help guide you um, on this path, on this journey. And then at those accountability checkpoints, because you're going to be times, oh, maybe you need to increase steps. Maybe you need to decrease calories. Maybe we need to change program. Um, like whatever it is, that's our assessment points to reflect and project. So we reflect on what went well, what went wrong, what we need to improve, and we project on how we're going to do it better over the next 14 days and what we need to change. So having these periodical 14-day check-in points allows us to stay focused on the task at hand. And then we have to go down to the daily. So we look at you know, the, the, the process-based goals rather than the outcome-based goals. Because really, at the end of the day, our outcome-based goal benchmarks uh, lose two kilos or lose three kilos or lose one kilo. That can also be do six workouts, which is process, you know, walk 140,000 steps, which is 10,000 steps a day. Um, that was me mathing really good. Um, a little bit more. <laughs> and then- 10,000 plus plus. Yeah, plus plus. Um, and then like it, it might be making sure that I hit my nutrition uh, 14,000 calories a day, a, a week, not a day. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a good day. That's a good day. Um, so when we're looking at this, like we have these sort of process-based goals over the two weeks, but then we go, we need to go, what is my process? What is my three things to win the day with my health? So it could be just like, let's just identify top three things. Top three things are move, train, eat, right? Hit like, so get my steps, do my weight session, eat the food according to my calories, right? If you add in another two, it could be like sleep seven hours and maybe, and hit your protein intake, right? So now we've got five, tick, 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 tick. I want to do these five things. If you added other stuff in there, you can, but it's like, we, we don't want to do all these things that is massive. And then we'll like get overwhelmed with how many things we have to do towards today. We have to just start with three because three is, not overwhelming is somewhat underwhelming at times and you can kind of link them in together as well at times so if we go okay if i just win the day for the next 14 days it doesn't mean you win every day remember if you miss your steps today you never miss two days in a row this is process based goals and then we you know same with our calories you just never miss two days a row but we know what we have to do and now we know what we have to do each day we can go the next part which is planning and visualization. And I think visualization, okay, we've talked about manifestation and visualization on this, this podcast. So people think we're going to start a um, like retreat of 
you know, fairies. We were a treat. Get involved. <laughs> get involved on the fairy retreat. But like, I think manifestation is good with action because uh, uh, like having an, uh, a manifestation when we look at it's very similar. It's like you need to see where you're going and also the ideal result and your wish. And then we want, when I talk about visualization, visualization, I look at the day, right? So manifest, this is my distinction between the two. I don't know if this is correct, but manifestation is my, my long-term manifestation, the, the body you want, the life you want, maybe the income or the, the day you want to live, um, the holidays you want to have, like it's long-term and visualization is how am I attacking today? And I think that's that we need to have one, what we need to do, manifesting towards where we're going to go and visualizing today. And I think for me, I've got some of my guys to do it on a daily basis in the, in the morning, write down your top, top things you need to do. Maybe two for work, three for health, one for your partner. Um, and I get a lot of them to, to text someone and say, give them, give out gratitude in the morning as well. Cause it just feels good. Um, so if we know the three things I need to do today for my health, I write them down and I write down my, my wish at the top as well. My wish is to be like, I am 80 kilos, like the, the end goal, like I am 80 kilos. I feel fantastic about my body and I feel strong as fuck. Right. So they write their wish. They write the two, three things I'm doing today. Um, to achieve this and hit 10,000 steps, I'm going to do my weight training workout and I'm going to hit my calories um, that I've planned, right? So they write the three, three things I have to do today. So it's like actually writing it down, not in your notes on your phone, it's writing it with a piece of paper and a pen, We're going old school, right? Because there's something about putting pen to paper. Um, so we write those three things down. So all of a sudden they've, they've done a bit of manifestation. They visualize what they, what they look like at 80 kilos, the end goal and how they feel and feeling strong. They've written that down. They've written down what they need to do today. And then I want you to visualize today. I want you to walk through your day. Okay, and any obstacles that you may face that will take you off. So all of a sudden, they're going through the morning. Janice is there handing out muffins to everyone at work. It's like visualize yourself just ignoring Janice and walking away from her. Um, you, you know, visualize. Um, you Sounds know, like Janice is just trying to be really nice, right? You just haven't told is, her about your goals. You just you've ignored her. Just tell her your goals for God's sakes. Um, yeah. There's no fear about this. Tell people your goals. And then like you visualize yourself, you know, it's been a long day. You're working out after work maybe. So like you visualize yourself, you're stuck in traffic. How does that make you feel? You've had a bit of a shit day. Visualize yourself, calming yourself down and going towards the gym. You're not driving to the, the bottle you're driving to the gym. And where you're like, you visualize yourself having a, fucking great workout you're smashing out today's workout you're hitting a pb and then all of a sudden you're coming home like you, you kiss your wife you ask her how her day was maybe actually talk to her um you know you sit down you read to your kids um and you have dinner and you be like tonight you know what's tonight for us um tonight for us for my lean beef mince pumpkin and potatoes i haven't had that this week i know that like, like that's what it, that's what is my dinner tonight i can visualize myself eating this with live and like actually being present with her after that i can like i can literally see my day i can mm. see the obstacles i can see me overcoming the obstacles and all of a sudden you your there's your brain has a hard time and jace you'll know much more than me about this right but if you visualize something your brain doesn't know if it's real or not is that correct yeah more, like the, the more vividly and the more you put into it the like your brain had this is why when you think about um you know i'm guilty Being of this shit. right 
Yeah, well, we think about <laughs> when you think about like um, all the embarrassing shit you've done, you get embarrassed. When you think about the guy who cut you off in traffic, you get like you get fucking heated. Like, there's definitely times at night where I've thought about like someone who's you know upset my wife or pissed me off or done something, and I'm just like, Fuck. and then it's like I can feel my legs getting warm, like the, my body temperature is increasing because I'm getting pissed off because you're imagining these things, like. The more you imagine something, it's exactly like imagine the gratitude, imagine, um, you know, being able to do all these amazing things for these amazing people. And your brain can't really tell the difference, at least from like an emotional production perspective. So focus on, all right, how amazing am I going to feel when I fucking nail this day and I overcome all these obstacles? Then you, uh, not only is that going to help your brain focus in on that, it's just going to give you far more opportunities to make it happen because you're like, no, 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 this is the way it happens. I overcome this obstacle. Okay, cool. How do I overcome this obstacle? Because my brain already knows this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do and yeah sure there's going to be extenuating shit that happens sometimes where there's going to throw you completely off you about well fuck i didn't expect that to happen but then it's just going to be about well how do i get back on track and make the most of this because i already know this is going to be a great day right it's a great day to have a great day the more you can focus on how like the more you can set an intent right it's setting an intention for the day and saying that this is how the day is going to go i'm going to do my best to make this is what's going to happen i'm going to overcome the obstacles and i'm going to make it happen like your brain can't really differentiate between that. And this is kind of the reason why like some people when used in the wrong way, get a lot of instant gratification and, and like, Oh, I feel like I've done something. It's like the illusion of progress, like going to office works and buying a bunch of like whiteboards and pens and markers and shit. Oh yeah. I'm going to get so I'm going to buy a fucking diary and I'm going to write in write it every day. And again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here's my fucking whiteboard of all the meals that's going to go on the fridge and you know, no, it's, that's like the illusion of productivity. But when you set that intention, it does it gives you momentum. It gives you like, all right, cool. I've already got a bit of an idea rather than like you get to lunchtime, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And then you go to indecision. Yeah. Oh, dude, 100%. I think there's a framework for this that I like, which is, which is WHOOP, right? So it's a WHOOP framework with visualization. And first you have to identify those because we're talking about procrastination essentially today, right? So I want you to identify the procrastination triggers that happen to you. Maybe you sit on the couch instead of going to work out. Um, whatever, like, I don't know your procrastination, procrastination, right? So, but you have to know yours. So if you go, my wish is you're visualizing your wish. Okay. I'm, I'm 80 kilos. I'm 20 kilos down. I feel fantastic. I can see myself with abs. If you can't like go get someone to Photoshop you from like fiverr.com with some abs and you can actually see it. I can see myself with abs. Ask, <laughs> ask ChatGPT. It'll do it for yeah, you. Exactly. One of those ones. Um, exactly. Get one of the AI things happening for you. I can see myself with abs. I can see myself smiling and feeling fantastic. That's my wish. Okay. What's my outcome for today? And like, I'm closing my eyes. Anyone on YouTube right now, cause I'm rowing through the framework for myself. Okay, my outcome today, I need my steps and I need to get my training in. I, can, I know what I need to do there. I don't know I need to hit my calories. I know what my meal is going to be. Okay, what are my obstacles? Well, the obstacles I'm moving through right now is procrastination. That's the big thing for me. Okay, my procrastination is as soon as I get home, well, I drive home instead of going to the gym and then I sit on the couch. And when I sit on the couch, I just can't be bothered getting back off. It's like my ass is glued to the seat of the chair. And if I try and get up, the couch comes with me. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, like, I'm going to visualize myself not driving home because I know that's where I get procrastinated. I'm going to drive straight to the gym instead. I'm going to do a 25 minute workout. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to visualize myself like pumping through the workout. I'm doing some chest press, some rows. I'm going to jump on the treadmill. And then, like, I'm, I visualize, like, so I've overcome that. So, and then how you feel, you visualize, I feel fantastic. Like, I'm on track with my goals. I hit my steps. So, you, you visualize yourself overcoming 
the triggers as you're doing it. Because what it is, whoop is wish, outcome, obstacle. So you visualize yourself overcoming the obstacles and plan, right? So it's the plan to overcome it. So wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. That's your, your visualization framework that helps you overcome these things that hold you back. So I think if you can do that um, every single morning, you're like, dude, I don't have time for that. It's like, man, it takes two minutes, two minutes. You're on the, you go to the toilet and probably shit for longer than two minutes in the morning. Right. So do it while you're sitting there on the toilet instead of yeah, scrolling we'll call, TikTok. We'll call it swoop shit. First. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Shit, the, shit, the shit whoop framework. Um, yeah. That's why I, was, I tell my guys, like, I don't have time to track my food. It's like, dude, you go to the toilet each day. They're like, yeah, I was like, track it on the toilet. Like actually yeah, do you something. You got your phone with you. As well. You got your phone with you. We know. Like, don't say you don't. Like, I know yeah. you do. It's dirty. Um, Clean it. <laughs> it is. Fuck, please. Stop putting your Put phone, your shit phone next to your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're literally talking shit. Um, so <laughs> another dad joke. Uh, another dad joke. Um, so with this, guys, uh, I think, you know, the power of overcoming it comes with better flag-based goals, better benchmarks, better daily processes, and the power to visualize yourself actually undertaking that day. And then at the end of the day, actually fucking reflecting, right? Mm. <laughs> and going, did I, did I go follow the plan today? And, or did I, did randomness happen? And randomness, as Jay says, happens all Always the time. Happens. So what randomness happened today and has that happened before? And do I need to create a plan to overcome that obstacle if it happens again? And all of a sudden, you know, again, I talk to my coaching guys all the time. It's like, if you reflect every seven days, it gives you 52 chances for reflection every year. If you reflect every day, that's 365 chances for reflection to become better. Which person becomes better faster? The one who reflects more. And mm. mate, if you want to do it twice a day, fuck, do it twice a day. You'd be probably even better. Um, but like, at least reflect every night. Like, write it down again. Get a pen. What was my win today? Right? What mm. was what was what what do I think could go better today? And what am I going to do to make tomorrow better because of it? Write down. Write down. Write down. Okay. And you do that, and you'll become better and better, and you'll stop procrastinating more and more because all of a sudden. You know, most people procrastinate the most at the start of their journey, right? The mm. energy is the most for the first 30 days. It requires so much energy, right? To just change your habits and change your behaviors. But all of a sudden we get momentum. We start losing weight and our self-belief increases and our hope increases. It starts to become large because I can actually fucking do this, right? And, you know, our self-talk starts to change because we're working on that. We don't, we understand life happens for me. We understand that we have power inside of us to change our life and i'm fucking travis jones right i have the power to do anything i want in life like this is how you talk to yourself and if you think dude this guy's a bit off off the rocker it's like mate it's okay to be off the rocker if you're fucking making shit happen in your life because i don't care what you think about me remember that was rule one stop giving a fuck about the things that don't matter right you have to actually be out there a little bit and believe in yourself and stop caring about what other people think. And if I think we wrap all that together, you procrastinate less and less and less until you just have become the person who do, does what they said they're going to do every single day. <coughs> and I think that is the key. That's the, that's the outcome, right? You want to be the person who <coughs> does what they say they're going to do. And if nothing else to me, that's a big motivator to just 
when I say I'm going to do something, do it. When I set the intention, do it. Um, final tip as well is if you are going to be someone who schedules in these times when you're going to do stuff and that's like, you know, I say I'm going to go to the gym at this time. Don't be that person who's like, oh, I've scheduled it. There's a meeting I've got from 4.30 to 5 o'clock and that's going to go exactly on time and that person's not going to be late. So therefore, I'm going to leave the work exactly at 5 o'clock. I'm going to get home exactly at 5.30 with no traffic. I'm going to get to the gym at 5.31. I'm going to do a 49-minute workout and I know exactly I can go this thing to this thing and none of the equipment is going to be there and it's going to be not busy. Like, no, that's not going to fucking happen. So, no. like, this is like people who don't plan in their day. Like, again, they don't plan and account for randomness and shit happening. Buffers. Give yourself, give yourself buffers <laughs> with yeah. your with your plans, right? Don't go to the plan and be like, oh, I'm going to plan every single minute out to a T. It's like, no, you've got to have flow. You've got to be willing to be adaptable because, again, randomness has never not happened. So, um, have that. Have the intention of being the person, the dad who says. Like I've I've told my wife about this. It's like I never want to be the kind of dad who says we're going to go to the park and then doesn't go to the park because mm. I feel like that's that's just like sad and and the kids really look forward to that kind of stuff. Or say we're going to go to Adventure World or the zoo or something like that and then don't go right for whatever reason. It's like no no that's good. Like my word is going to be my bond and you want your word to be your bond with your kids. Um, that's how they learn to trust you. That's how they learn to come to you with stuff. So um, you, and it starts by keeping your word to yourself. Because our oh, dad said he was going to do this for himself. We talked about this last week. Dad said he was going to do this for himself, but he never did. You know, why should I have to sacrifice or keep my word? Dude, in saying that, last week on the podcast, I said I was going to put off my 10-kilometer run. Right? Oh, yeah, and then you went and fucking like, did it. And then I went and did it. I smashed out 10 kilometers in like 46 minutes because I was like on the podcast going, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow because I don't have time because like we ran a bit late with the podcast and I had a couple of things on and I knew I had like literally like 50 minutes before I leave the house and I have a treadmill downstairs. And I was like, fuck this. Um, I said I was going to do it today and I need, I, I have to be someone who d- follows through with what they say. I'm not putting it off tomorrow and doing the 20 Ks. I'm going to do it today. I went downstairs just because I was on the podcast. And I said I was going to put it off. I was like, no. Don't be a little bitch. Um, and I got up and I just did it. And I felt so good after it because I was like, even though I was sweaty doing some of the stuff I had to do afterwards, I like I felt good because I just followed through my word. And I think we all feel good when we follow through with our word, right? Mm-hmm. We just do. So guys, anyone out there who've said they're going to rate the podcast before and they haven't yet, like follow through with your word, rate the podcast, write a mm-hmm. review, let us know what- You'll be proud um, of yourself. You will be proud. I'll be proud of you as well. Um, Jace will send you a love heart. Um, so with this, guys, <laughs> we we want you to rate the podcast. We also, if you're stuck with your fitness, um, go to fit-dad.club and let us help you change your life. Stop procrastinating on getting started. Mm. Um, you know, from where you are to where you want to be, we'll, we'll create a, jump on the phone, talk about how to close the gap and actually change your life. And that's it for me this week. Jace, you got anything else you want to say? No. no. Go out, smash it, guys. Go out there and get started. As soon as you finish this podcast, as soon as it ends, go do the thing that you've been putting off. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Just fucking, fucking do it. take action. Take some form of action. All right, guys. Something. Talk to you next week. Bye. Peace.